all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason, you. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. We're going to hear all kinds of songs about feet and shoes, boogie shoes. This is Southern Remedy for Women. I'm Karen Brown here with Dr. Michelle Owens, Dr. Ali Brown, and our special guest today, who I think is our most often repeated guest because this show is always so popular. It's our foot show with Dr. Stephanie Thomas. In fact, as soon as I said the foot show in the billboard, we call it the billboard, like six minutes ago, someone called in. And you know what? We're going to go straight to the phone. Why wait? Good morning, everybody. We're going to the phones. Wayne's calling in from Crystal Springs. Go ahead, Wayne. Good morning. Hi. Um, uh, years ago, I had uh, plantar fasciitis, and I have something now that it might be the same thing, or I'm wondering if it could be a heel spur. But uh, since it goes away relatively within 30 to 45 minutes after I wake up and I'm walking on it, mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking maybe it is plantar fasciitis again. It's the opposite foot, and it seems like it's a pain and a tightness that's underneath the uh the left heel, a little bit forward of it. It sounds like it's plantar fasciitis. When you mentioned something about a heel spur, that really is almost the same thing. The spur is just a reaction of that plantar fascia pulling against the bone. So it sounds like you have the same thing. How did you get rid of it previously? Um, the podiatrist uh, in Alabama, at the time I used him, he was telling me to uh, change to a specific brand and uh, issue of a tennis shoe that supported my foot a little bit better. And uh, he also told me in the mornings when I would wake up to uh, to do the stretching exercises against the wall that would uh, loosen up that foot. Okay. And I would go back to those stretching. As far as shoe gear, have you stopped wearing the, rec- the recommended shoe gear? Um. Well, that was more of a tennis shoe, and I wore That's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Try to do the stretching in, in terms of shoe gear. What are you wearing now? Um, just basically the the leather uh, hard toe work shoe that's required. I can't wear the tennis shoe that the doctor recommended really at the at the workplace unless I get the excuse to wear it. There you go. That means you need to make an appointment and get an excuse. Your health is so much more important. Oh, but yeah. what about if he has to protect his toe? You wear a steel toe boot? Like, are you in, like, a factory or something? Yeah, I'm in a, a, a workplace where they have heavy rolling uh, yeah. equipment. And so it's not really a, it's not really a, a, a steel toe, but it's a, a harder leather toe it's covering. Mm-hmm. They, they, they generally forbid tennis shoes, but if I have the excuse, they can't really say you anything. You can get an excuse. Tell them that Dr. Stephanie said you are excused. (laughs) And what about the night brace? When I had plantar fasciitis, that night brace really helped me a lot. The night brace is um, 
personally, I don't like it for myself because I can't stand sleeping. Yeah, in the night some brace. people don't like it. Um, <laughs> but if he does stretching exercises and takes some anti-inflammatories like over-the-counter Advil, um, Aleve, that may alleviate it. In terms of shoe gear, what your employer is talking about, you actually have an injury, so you can't get an excuse from a physician, at least temporarily. What about the uh, the anti-inflammatory? Do you take that at night before you go to sleep or in the morning when you have that symptom? Both. Okay. All right, Wayne. We wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for calling. Let me get the phone number out because I know that we'll have people calling in. The number is one eight seven seven MPB ring eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four or send an email to women at mpbonline dot org. And now that there's no one on the phone, hi everybody. How's hey, everybody doing? Good morning. Good morning. I'm like so excited. I got so amped about today. I mean, because yes. we've kind of we've been dealing with a lot of stuff. It's been a lot of stuff happening, you know, in the news, in the news over mm-hmm. the past couple of weeks. Um, and so, and we've had, you know, travels and other things. So it's good that we kind of all are getting a chance to get together. And I mean, you're one of our honorary. The foot show is always Regulars, a treat. You're it's honorary. a treat. Regulars. I feel so honored. We look you forward. Should. Yeah. And so, and thanks to our producer, Jay, for coming up with the boogie shoes. Of course, Dr. Thomas <clears throat> will say that her recommendation for your boogie shoes is that they should be flat shoes. But not hard not and necessarily flat. Right. flat, flat. flat. If you're boogieing, I'm figuring, I, I assume those, he's wearing comfortable shoes. For those of you who would like to boogie with a little elevation, <laughs> you can let your boogie <laughs> shoes be heels. If you and if you happen to follow me on Facebook, you will see a photograph of the shoes that I wore today. And Dr. Thomas is rolling her eyes. She gave the thumbs down. She did give him oh a thumb gosh. down. What are the heels? How tall are those heels? These, uh, they're pretty they're tall. Like four, about four, four inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four and a half. But anyway. Four too high. Not recommended. So. With, with a platform. With a platform. So there you go. Still not recommended. Let, let me just jump in. Just Whenever Dr. Thomas is on, she always says, this is sort of her mantra, if your feet hurt, there's something wrong. Your feet are not supposed to hurt. Correct. But people think that there are normal pains associated with their feet. Unfortunately, yes. I think we've been, especially women, I think we're just used to accepting pain as normal. And it's not normal. So we just walk around and suck it up and wear four-inch pumps and assume that all is well when it's not. If your feet are hurting and we think it's normal, does it mean it's getting worse? Well, pain is always a, a... a, a symptom that something's wrong. That's your body's way of telling you something is wrong. So uh, it's just a matter of us listening to it and paying attention to it, regardless, foot, back, whatever body part. Dr. Owens, have you ever hurt yourself in those heels? No. In heels at all? Myself. So, no, but here's the thing. I think that that's something, there's something to be said for that. And I think, you know, women often will say things, or I'm sure you've heard things like, oh, well, there's a price you pay for beauty and things like that. And so we do kind of condition ourselves to be accepting of things that are, you know, and I could, the list is really long, underwire bras and all kinds of other random things, right? That we say, oh, well, you have to endure something some degree of pain or discomfort in order to um, have something be beautiful or appealing or whatever. And the truth is that you don't. And I think that me and my non-compliant shoes um, are in a perfect example of that because there are definitely some shoes that you put on that um, may be uncomfortable or and everybody knows they're probably all, of all the women. She's showing me that again of all the women that are out that are listening or even for the men who are listening who know women you know we got some shoes that are 
quote, not your walking shoes. But I can't understand what we're going to do with our shoes if we're not walking in them. But some people will say, well, these aren't walking shoes. I've even said that these are not my walking shoes. If we're walking more than a block, I'm not going to be able to wear Those these shoes. Cute and, shoes. Yeah. So and that's the thing. Right. So I have tried to transition. And while I have incorporated because of Dr. Thomas. So Dr. Thomas has had a big impression on me. I've changed my shoe habits. Very good. Um, not today. I'm in recovery. OK, I'm working on this. This is a process. But I have incorporated what she said, being having more sensible shoes for prolonged periods of time and then just kind of doing heels, infusing them from time to time. But the other piece is that I don't do the I'm buying this shoe and it feels really horrible. It really hurts my feet and I'm still going to take it home because it's just so darn cute. Like, I don't do that anymore. So even if even if they're high or whatever, for me, comfort is a must. And there may be some that I still will not intend to wear for eight or 10 hours at a time. And I pack little flat shoes that I transition into um, based on your recommendation. But I do believe that it's really important. Like, why get something that from the beginning is uncomfortable or doesn't feel good? Because while some shoes and we'll say, oh, well, it's going to loosen up a little bit or oh, they'll give, they'll loosen up or they'll give a little bit. But what you don't realize is that a lot of times what happens is when they don't give enough, then our feet or our bodies start changing in order to accommodate or they're forced into awkward positions because of the lack of accommodation from those things. We're going to take our first break of the show. And when we come back, we'll take your phone calls. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING, 1-877-672-7464, or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. We'll be back after this break on Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Can't pass the people, can't pass the hitmen! This is a great music show. Listen to the songs because they're all foot-related somehow. James Brown's on the good foot. <laughs> Hopefully you got two good foots. <laughs> this We're is having Southern, a lot of fun. This here. is Southern Remedy for Women. I'm Karen Brown here with Dr. Michelle Owens, Dr. Allie Brown, and our guest, Dr. Stephanie Thomas. She is a podiatrist. We're talking about your feet today. And, of course, the phone lines have lit up because we're talking about feet, and it tends to be the most popular topic on this show. Just leave the music on the whole show like that. <laughs> right to the phones we go. Mikey's calling in from Mobile. Hi, Mikey. Hey, good morning, ladies, and thank you so much, doctors. I appreciate it, um, and may the feats goes on, okay? All right. <laughs> um, my question is regarding work boots, and that does not mean specifically just um, uh, the ones that I have to work in sometimes. Um, 
steel toed or uh, just regular construction boots. But also, I've also have to sometimes appear in things that are maybe the four inch heel boots. And also, I wear clogs. Can you please give us some sort of a synoptic? Um, uh, I know it's Rochelle. I'm sorry to put pressure on you. It's like, but hey, that's why you're here. Um, uh, it's a I'm ready. View of um, how to protect ourselves best in all of those situations: sandals, clogs. Uh, you know the one where you have to appear to be a gal. You know, kind of. You well, know, even you know those kinds of things, and or the ones where you just have to get out and do it. You okay, know? all right. So we are talking like work to like the the work boot piece as well as the the dainty piece, if you will. When it comes to shoes, the first thing is, and I can't give you an exact synopsis because every foot is different. Um, We can't put humans in a box, so it's going to be hard for me to do a one-size-fits-all. However, um, one thing that I will say is if it hurts, take it off, period. Ooh, there you go. That's speaking of the shoes. Quote for the ages. Now, (laughs) if it hurts, take it off. My doctor told me to. That's number one. All right. (laughs) All right. How about how about um, sandals? Are sandals good? Well, it depends. See, that's the thing. Well, flip flops are bad, right? With just that plank you're walking I on. I hate flat, flip flops. Flip flops okay. were designed for uh, dirt and sand. That's so you it. Need, do you need to have a heel on the back of your? Foot? It doesn't have to necessarily be a heel, but some of them are made. There's a, a brand Bionic that has a nice little arch support. They have a deep heel cup. Clark's makes some that have a deep heel cup, and it keeps your foot from rolling. She mentioned boots. The thing about boots, any boot, because it goes across the ankle joint, it stabilizes your foot a little more. But a four-inch boot, when you go over two and a half inches, you're already going down the wrong path with me. So if you're wearing it, you're wearing it just as Dr. Owen said, to be cute. For a moment or two. Beauty of heaven. We're going to go right on to the phones because the lines are busy. Linda calling in from Houston. Go ahead, Linda. Hi. I just wanted to comment that uh, I am now 71, and I haven't even owned a pair of heels since I was in my early Way to go, 20s. Linda. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, With age I've done comes quite wisdom. a lot of walking, and my job entailed a lot of walking. And I wish we could uh, get away from this con game of, women have to wear these high heel shoes. <laughs> I'm with you, Linda. Have to stop doing it. Uh, also, it would be nice if the shoe companies would actually start putting arch supports in their shoes again. When I was young, they did, and now it's hard to find something with an arch support. Uh, most of what I have found has been in Europe, and they do make very attractive shoes, dress shoes with good arch supports. They make sandals with very good arch support. So why can't we get them over here? <laughs> That's a uh, good question. We'll have to uh, talk to all of the shoe industry because a lot of them have shipped mm-hmm. their products that are made out of our country. And mm-hmm. you're right. Mm-hmm. They are not made with the same quality materials as in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I say yeah. you start the revolution. I'll sign up. <laughs> I, I talk it up all the time, but <laughs> I don't know. But I don't have back aches. I don't have foot aches. And I think a lot of that has to do with the shoes. I Absolutely. Wear. Well, I think, okay. um, thanks, Linda, so much for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Thank other, you. The other question I had, um, Dr. Thomas, is like when you're talking about um, 
every foot being different. It's kind of, I think of it somewhat like the concept of buying clothes off the rack, right? So sir, people typically know when you go shopping in a store, you may buy something, but you may realize that, oh, well, when I buy this particular size, I have to get it taken in a little bit or I have to get it tailored in some way. Another thing is like for women in jeans, sometimes when you buy jeans, jeans are made for people who apparently are six feet five inches tall and most people have to get you know some of their jeans cut off because they're really really long well is it the same with shoes like you can buy a shoe like in a regular shoe store but there are some people who would benefit from if they especially if they have difficulty with the shoes that they buy in the store going to see someone having somebody basically analyze the kind of foot that you have saying whether or not you have a high arch or if you need more arch support or whatever and then basically kind of prescribing you either the appropriate shoe gear that would help with your feet or possibly giving you a prescription so to speak for like insoles or other kinds of accessories that you can add to the shoes that you buy in the store to kind of help fit your particular foot almost like trying to customize it because everybody can't necessarily go out and get a custom tailored suit but you can recognize if you need to take it in a couple of inches here or there and get somebody the problem though is that the shoe industry has changed if you you mentioned clothes when you go to any clothing store you have a variety of sizes if you go now to buy a shoe in the average shoe store you have whole size half size and that's it there is not a lot of option. You may find a few brands that are carry a narrow width versus a wide width, mm. but you do not have that flexibility. Whereas, remember when we were kids, you had A, B, C, D, yes, and those yes, things. Yes, yes, You don't hardly see that, and they're very. And you had that shoe measurement. You put it in the metal, right. the metal thing, and they move right. it. Right. So you don't have as much of that as you used to, and that's a whole nother conversation in terms of the shoe industry. Mm. So you're limited, especially in our geographic area. In terms of diversity, mm-hmm. there's one place I can think of in the Jackson metro area where a female could wear a dress shoe and go and they measure and they'll get a C. Wow. And that's it. Well, I mean, you can do that, too, with boots. So if you yeah. st- so for those people who wear cowboy boots, yeah. that is one of the places where that still they still, they exist. still right. stay very true to that. And yeah. running shoes. Like and if running you go, shoes. You can get, they'll yeah. even that's, see how you walk that's, and you pronate. And that's the only two. That's it, though. As oh, far as women dress shoes, Mm-mm. you don't have that. Not here anyway. We're going to go back to the phone because I think Antoinette calling from home might have a. Well, you have a question about heel inserts or, or comment. Right. Um, well, I didn't tell a little screener. I'm also a pediatrician, so I have kids who walk into my clinic daily who ask who have feet problems, and most of them are flat-footed. They're overweight. So I always recommend, number one, get out of the flip-flops because those aren't helping you. Number two, get some shoes that have more support. If you have to, buy an arch support to stick in your shoe. So that gentleman, I was wondering with his, his um, work boots, if he couldn't buy a heel support to help the plantar fasciitis. He could, but you still have to be careful with just arbitrarily saying a heel support if, mm-hmm. um, because, again, it depends on the type of foot he, he has. He could have a high arch, and if he puts a heel insert that's for someone with a low arch, he'll end it's up having pain. Right. He'll have right. other problems. Okay. So, it's, okay. it's, unfortunately, it's not as simple as saying just go buy some heel inserts. So, right. so Dr. Antoinette, I have one quick question for you because you said you're a pediatrician and you see kids and you notice – um, difficulties that they may have with gait or whatever. How often 
do you have patients come to you if parents bring them or the children come where they actually talk about or address issues related to their feet? Does that happen very often? At least once a week. Really? Yeah, that's good. I think one of the reasons why um, we've hypothesized that this uh, show is is so popular is because people a lot of times when they're seeing doctors or seeing their physicians, they don't talk about their foot pain either. We don't ask about it. Um, And, you know, there are certain groups, diabetics, things like that. The people like that, that we always assess their feet or if there's a neurologic issue. But parents get kind of excited if they walk or their toes are in or something like that. They really look at their kids to see how they walk, but not themselves. Yeah, but where do we lose that? I would would commend uh, Dr. Anthony. Uh, because she's one of a few pediatricians that I've ever heard that actually talks about the uh, patients in their flat feet. Um, I end up seeing quite a few and they've passed the, you know, they're in their teenage years and they've had problems. But somehow that there was a disconnect between themselves and their pediatrician, whether it wasn't asked or I don't know what the situation is. So, so is there I like a you. time limit for effectiveness for correcting those things? Well, I would say the earlier, the better. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for calling, Antoinette. We really appreciate your phone call. Great. Have a great day. When I was a kid, we wore penny loafers were the shoes that everybody wanted. Except we put dimes in them in case we had to call mom. Of course, that's when phones cost 10 cents. This is how old I am. See, their phones are free now, right? I couldn't wear loafers. I had to wear the ugliest stride right shoes because I was flat footed. I love stride right. That's what my daughter wore. But these were like, you know, and they were tie <laughs> shoes. Nobody wore tie shoes. Oh my gosh, I'm, I still haven't gotten past the trauma. I can tell. I'm like, I'm getting all of this. Like, it's just, just let it out, Karen. Just let it out. Let's go back to the phones. Abby's waiting to talk to us. Abby calling in from Macomb. It's Macomb Day. Hi, Abby. Hey there. Glad y'all was able to take my call. Thanks for calling. Well, I, as I was saying earlier, I, I have a lot of issues. I got I ran over by a loaded down Big Mac, and it literally I got ejected, and from my head to my toes, he got me. Oh wow! So um, I have a lot of pain issues from my, all the way, like I said, from my neck especially down. But today, about my feet, it is that. When I get up in the mornings or during the middle of the night to go to the restroom, when I go to put my feet on the floor, oh, it's like needles going up my feet. And arthritis has got in my toes and my fingers, and it is just, I just, you know, it's so hard. But I was never supposed to walk again. I'm a walking, talking, breathing miracle. But you're in pain, Uh, right? Well, when they put, I, I crushed seven vertebrates in the back, T1 to T7 crushed. Okay. So I have two hearing rods oh. on both sides of my back. I broke a femur in my right leg, but the bone protruded through air. That bone is, they said, it, they done like four surgeries, changing rods, and took them out of my heel, but and tried to fix my femur. They wanted to do it again because it didn't heal, and they explained to me the rod, the bone that protruded through air, because of it hitting air, that's the hardest to heal. Okay. Let's, so let's, they, I know that you're sharing, but what about your feet? Let's talk about your feet. Okay. So my my feet, like I said, they did all the, the rods. I mean, excuse me. When I go to touch the floor in the mornings or during the middle of the night after I've been off of them, they hurt so bad. They feel feel like needles going in me. I'm constantly, because my walk is off, 
I'm getting calluses or what I call them on the bottom of my feet, and we just, I just can't hardly stand the pain. Sometimes when I get off of my feet, I have to get back on them to put more weight on them to keep them from, if that makes any sense at all, from okay. hurting. All right, let, let you, Dr. Thomas, you can you address could, that? It sounds like you're having some, you could have a combination of both, but it sounds like you have some neuropathic or some neuropathy in the feet as well as some arthritic changes. Are you currently seeing someone? Um, at this moment, I'm not. I have that Mississippi Medicaid, which affects me. Um, I chose to be off the 100 milligrams of fentanyl. I don't want to be on that no more. And I... You know, that was on 100 milligrams of fentanyl and three Percocet tens a day six or seven months ago. Uh, so you're, you're not on any of those currently? Not, well, I take maybe four pain pills maybe a day, but I pat myself on the back and say, thank you, Jesus, no 100 milligrams of fentanyl. Yeah. And I, I, everybody focuses on my back and my legs, and, and I do a lot, too, because... That's, you know, that is the critical part. I was never supposed to walk out right. of the wheelchair. Okay. I mean, we, have, we do have to move along. I think what we along. need to do is uh, perhaps afterwards give her, there is a, a podiatrist in your area. If not, I'll have them instruct them to leave my practice information and maybe we can help. Thank you so much for your call, Abby. I hope that's helpful to you. I think that is great that she's going to transition in and um, make it an effort to kind of wean down off of um, the medications. I think, you know, it's very difficult for people who experience pain. Um, But she said something that also um, I think you had started to talk about that I wanted to ask you earlier. And this is about so she mentioned arthritis. Mm -hmm. And I think when we think about arthritis, everybody thinks, you know, thinks about the knees and your hands, maybe even your neck and your hip. But so arthritis in your feet, is that something that's really, how common is that? Extremely common. I mean, anywhere you have a joint, there can be arthritic changes. She may have what I call traumatic arthritis just on everything she went through. It was a lot. Yeah. So it sounds like she really kind of sustained a pretty significant uh, injury there. Well, to be ejected from a (laughs) truck, that would do it. That would do it. I mean, that's that's kind of amazing. You know, but um, so tell me more about this arthritis in your feet, because I wasn't I wasn't really thinking about arthritis in my feet. Well, arthritis, you know, because there's a lot of joints. There's think about it's no different than the hands, the feet, osteoarthritis most of the time affects the hands and feet, Uh, the knees and things like that. uh, I'm going to go back to the heels. I see a lot of women osteoarthritis in in their knees because of their four inch pumps. Oh, yeah. No judgment. Yes. Um, (laughs) We need to take a break. (laughs) That's a very good segue. Great place to go to a break. If you'd like to give us a call, the number is 1-877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. Or if it helps you to sort of write it all down, send us an email to women at mpbonline.org. And we'll be back in just a few minutes on Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 
To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Southern Remedy for Women. All right, name that tune, everyone. Head over heels, tears for fears. You win a prize. You win a prize. Brown wins. That's just like like our new Jeopardy. We are talking about feet today, and our guest is podiatrist Dr. Stephanie Thomas. If you'd like to call in with a question or comment, we're getting a lot of phone calls. We always appreciate that. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464, or send an email to women at mpbonline.org, and we'll go straight to the phones. Robert's calling in from Mobile. Hi, Robert. Hi. Good morning, guys. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, got a, got a two part thing here. I, I caught the tail end of the uh, gentleman that called with the plantar fasciitis. Okay. Um, but I, I I was also diagnosed with that, and my doctor I, I didn't really catch that, but my doctor prescribed me some inserts specifically for my work boots mm-hmm. um, that has helped tremendously for me on that. And I didn't know if that was something that you guys uh, touched base with him on that. But, oh, awesome. Uh, my my main concern is my wife and daughter. Um, my daughter is 11 and, you know, my wife is, you know, don't say her uh, age. Yeah, she's, she's, she's in her, tw- she's 21. Right. And I say, Robert, that's right. She's 21. Love it. Always. Yeah. <laughs> and they both have this unhealthy fascination with shoes as I see it as, you know, a, a, a man, I don't understand the, uh, the shoe fatuation, but they, they, they will put the shoes on that are obviously uncomfortable to them uh, because I get to hear the complaints from the both of them about how their feet hurt after they wear these shoes that they absolutely love. And I don't, I don't get that. And how do I go about remedying that, you know, uh, remedying that situation? Huh. Um, that's going to be, that's going to be a hard one. Cause yeah, one, is. your daughter is following your wife's, you know, footsteps. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't. I don't let my daughter wear, you know, these big pumps with, you know, big high heels or anything. I think she's a little too young for that. But she does. She does like to have nice shoes, and you know, I'm not. I'm not scared to buy them for them. But at the same time, I don't want them to get some unhealthy feet. Unfortunately, yeah, um, that's a hard one because that's that's something you're not going to be able to control, especially if your wife is a fashionista when. In regards to shoes, uh, yeah. the um, only control I have is which shoes look the best. That's the only say I have, and, <laughs> and I'm never right. So. All right, that's the <laughs> only thing I can tell you is just hope that um, with age comes wisdom, yeah, and hope that if they continue to have pain, eventually the the light bulb will go off where they'll say, you know, this doesn't make sense. But right. as soon as one, as soon as one has to go to a doctor about their feet, that's going to be your time to jump and say, "Okay, we're, my, we're there. You go. We're getting rid of the moment. shoes." Yeah. Well, and then, I told you so moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, not that I told you so. You get a bag and pick up the shoes. Well, I think the other part is just reminding, um, reminding your wife and your daughter that you know that that 
that it's not they're not supposed to hurt. And yeah. so, like Dr. Thomas has said, you know, if if they hurt, take them off. But it's not normal for your feet to hurt. And so right. sometimes maybe the way around it is just by asking the question, you know, hey, I noticed that you've mentioned that when you wear those shoes, your feet hurt. Do you think that it's something wrong with your shoes or might you need to get your feet checked out? Because then maybe they'll have an opportunity to seek medical care or attention that mm-hmm. might you know, bring about more of a discussion about what's contributing to their foot pain. Right. Well, one more, one more question. Um, I read this, uh, I don't know if it was a study or part of a study, that the more comfortable that we try to make our feet uh, during work and, you know, everyday life, buying these cushy, cushy shoes and this mm-hmm. and that, actually makes us more prone to have foot pain. Is, that, is there any validity to that or... The more comfortable the shoe, the more you'll have foot pain? Well, not necessarily, not the shoe, but like the more comfortable we try to make our feet to keep them from hurting, it, it kind of weakens the bone structure because no. of the... I don't know what study that is, but I disagree with it. So, so it's not. So you can you can have soft, squishy, comfortable shoes and not be doing any damage. Okay. All right. All right. I, I, it was it was based on you know the thing that you know the more you cater to it, the more they they kind of degrade over time. I see. Unless the shoe is not a supportive shoe, you know, there's and I don't want to get sued by a company, but there is one uh, company in particular that are using these um, memory foam pads and shoes that feel mm-hmm. great when you try them on. Well, that lasts thirty days, and then you really don't have a supportive shoe. Unless that's the shoe in particular they were talking about. Otherwise, that doesn't hold any validity, at least with me, with a shoe that's comfortable. Robert, thank you so much for your phone call. We appreciate it. So answer is go for comfort. Moving on to Len. Good luck on the wife thing. That's that's a big deal. (laughs) Well, you know, with wisdom, but if she's 21, it's always going to be 21, you know. (laughs) Len is calling in from Tuscaloosa. This is Alabama Day on Uh, Southern Remedy for Women. Len, how are you today? Wonderful. How are y'all? We're doing great. What's my your question? question? It has to do with the bottom of my foot, uh, kind of under the pad, or, or what I see as a pad, right behind the toes. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll, I have a what I call a callus that grows there, and it will get real. It'll get a little bit thick, and then it, it feels like I'm standing on a tack all day. And uh, I can put some uh, salicylic acid on it and, and then peel it out, but it always comes right back. And so I'm wondering, is this a callus? Is it a wart? Is it a corn? Uh, and is there something I can do? I've even had it frozen uh, by a dermatologist using liquid nitrogen, and I'll, and it, it still tends to come back time and time again. So I just more or less, you know, put the acid on it, then dig it out, and then it comes back, and I do that again. Uh, is, is, is this my shoes? Is this the way I'm built, or is this some kind of virus or some kind of wart? That, that we're just not getting deep enough to really kill out. Okay. Uh, one, you mentioned you saw a dermatologist. Did the dermatologist diagnose you with a wart or a callus? Uh, more or less a wart is what she initially diagnosed it with. And she's the one that prescribed the real strong, pasty stuff that yeah. I put under. I put it on there, then put duct tape over it for several days. And then I went back to her. She kind of scraped it all off and then tried to to burn that site with a with liquid nitrogen, just, you know, try to treat it like a ward, I guess, is, is what, what she did. And I mean, it, it, that worked for a while, but it came back. 
it's hard to tell without seeing your foot whether it's a wart or not, especially since you have been diagnosed with that. Um, in my experience, some of the plantar verruca, they can be pretty stubborn when it comes to the um, solutions, whether you're using salicylic acid or trying to freeze it. I normally just cut them out. That way I know I've I've got it, if how it's long, a wart. Okay, how long does that keep? Do you, do you have to stay off your foot when you cut it out, or is it something? Depends on how big it is. Yes, you do have to stay off your foot because you may have to have um, – stitches yeah so without me knowing the size it's hard for me to say how long you have to stay off your foot you still can walk but it depends on your type of employment if it is a callus though you could have something called an intractable plantar keratosis or ipk because you said it has like a core uh-huh. if that's the case it's coming because a of a biomechanical problem and it's a structural problem you may want to go and see a podiatrist you're in tuscaloosa i know there are podiatrists in your area and wow. see if they think it is, if that's the case, a custom insert to control the way you're walking can help prevent that. I see. Okay. Okay. Well, right. um, I had another issue real quick. I was a uh, bicycler. I'm an avid bicycler. And um, I was I was riding this week and, and then one time just a few weeks ago. And I, I would get this uh, real burning sensation in the bottom of my foot when I was riding pretty hard and riding with a new wrist hammering and um um and i don't wear the the real bicycle shoes i wear more of a tennis shoe and then stick my foot in in the pedal kind of under a toe clip mm-hmm. um so is it something about the pressure and and the way and would that that would make the and it's actually the opposite foot the left foot that really really burns really got that burning sensation right in the again in the pad kind of back towards you- the ball yeah, I think that's just from that burning is you're not getting enough padding and you're using the forefoot, you know, uh-huh. when you're pedaling real fast. So it sounds like it's not enough padding in that shoe when you crank it up. I would just okay. add some over the counter, something flat just to give you some more padding and see if that alleviates it. Okay. Thank work. you. Thank you so much for your call, then. We are going to take our last break of the hour. If you want to call in, now's the time to do it so we get your phone call in before the show ends. The number is 877-MPB-RING, 1-877-672-7464, or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. Footloose, that one I know. We'll be right back on Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Walk like an Egyptian and talk about your feet. It's our foot show today with Dr. Stephanie Thomas. We are in our last segment. And before we go to this phone call, someone called in and asked a question and hung up. And it's about a condition that I can't pronounce. So, Dr. Thomas, what is it called and what do you do for it? I'm under the assumption, based on what I heard, a condition called porokeratosis. 
And poor care ptosis is uh, almost, in layman's term, I would say an accumulation of skin that forms in these little, small, hard places. Uh, we see it on the bottom of the foot. It can be very painful. Uh, typically, I refer those to a dermatologist. Um, there's different treatment options for them. Uh, I've seen laser being used, different types of creams. Um, it's not a virus, No, no. It runs in families. I see it a genetic component, but it is not a virus. It's nothing contagious at all. But it can be very painful because it's almost like having small calluses, multiple ones on the bottom of the foot. Or they can occur in other places, but that's what it feels like. All right, so go to a dermatologist is your advice. Kristen is calling in from Columbus. Hi, Kristen. Hey. What's your question? All right. Um, I'm about 11 months postpartum, and ever since I had my baby, my feet kill me whenever I walk. I thought it might be related to, like, the relaxing, but I feel like that should be gone by now. So what do y'all think? Give us a little more information about your foot pain. Where does it hurt exactly? Um, It's both feet, and it's pretty much more towards the inside probably, like ankle down, and it just, like, it feels like they're broken when I walk on them. Maybe plantar fascia. No. Is it around the ankle area? Ankle down, like ankle, like top of the foot you, and towards the inside. You, you may have, you definitely need to see someone. You may have something called posterior tibial dysfunction. Um, that's a major ligament that helps support the arch, and it comes around the bottom of the foot and goes up past the ankle, and it looks almost like your foot is collapsing, but it can occur with weight gain. Uh-huh. And that, you know, a lot of times, and Dr. Owens can relay on this, I know I've had some patients that are expecting, and because they have foot pain, everything is related to the baby. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, you're always, you're told a lot of times, well, when you give birth, the pain should go away. And like you said, it's still going on. You definitely need an evaluation, but that's what it sounds like. Because a lot of okay. times patients will sound, say that it feels like their ankle is broken or something is wrong. And Kristen, can I ask you real quickly, too, just uh, anecdotally, because this is something that a lot of people don't really think about. After you've have you noticed any change in your foot size or the way that you wear your shoes since you've delivered? (laughs) I um, was like eight, eight and a half. And now I'm like a nine or nine and a half. Yeah, and, you know, that's interesting because when we think about all the different things associated with pregnancy, you know, some of the things that women really complain about the most frequent are not the things that we typically associate with pregnancy. People tell you you might have a little extra baby weight that you keep, but nobody talks about the foot thing. (laughs) And nobody tells you that while you might have to get some extra mommy clothes, that you have to get mommy shoes, too. Yeah. It is amazing how many women say that they they have gone up at least a half size or more in in shoes after mm-hmm. giving birth and that and here's the thing your foot doesn't shrink. So even <laughs> if you lose the weight, even in women who have lost their pregnancy weight, their feet they they have this new they get new mommy feet. Why well, does I that would, happen? I Dr. would Thompson? I would tell you this uh, during my pregnancy. Not only did I gain a half size in my foot, I had to go up a half size on gloves. 
<laughs> you wear glove size? <laughs> I don't you know, know what I mean. That. Oh, for a doctor gloves. <laughs> I was wow. thinking fashion gloves. I, 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 was, I was in fashion mode too. But yeah, yeah right. Thank you so much, yes, Kristen, Kristen, for sharing that. I just, um, so that was. Can I make an appointment with a podiatrist? I think you or should. I, th- I, I say go to your podiatrist. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Kristen. Wonderful. Have a good weekend. Yeah, the foot thing. People don't talk mm-hmm. about that. Why, why do your feet get bigger? I, I think at first it might be swollen with fluid. Huh? Well, no, yeah, so cool. it's not uncommon for women to have. Yeah, so so a lot of women will have intermittent episodes and some will have persistent swelling during pregnancy. So we understand that a little bit of lower extremity swelling is, is within the limits of normal. Um, and some people who might have pre-existing medical conditions may have a little bit more than normal. Um, but that swelling kind of comes along with it. Um, And usually over the course of, you know, the first few days to weeks following delivery, that excess fluid that we retain as pregnant women, our body actually allows us to get rid of. And so the persistent swelling from pregnancy goes away relatively quickly. Usually within four to six weeks, everything's back to normal. And you have what looks like your normal foot. But it's it's almost like the rest is like you're at the same address, but all the furniture is rearranged. Your feet, even though they may not still have additional fluid, they might not fit your shoes the same way. And I that's something that has been a surprise to me as a practitioner coming into um, OBGYN. I, there were things that I expected, and that's just something that I hear over and over. And, and I don't have the answer women. to the why, because yeah. parents ask <laughs> I don't you know why. why. That happens. We don't know, because like I said, my hands changed, and oh, it okay. makes sense as you get older that your feet get because you start shrinking. I well, always think the, you're the spreading foot, out. The arch, <laughs> the arch does collapse as you age. That starts at forty, but um, I know for me there was a change after pregnancy, and it's like, what happened? my feet have gotten a little wider over that's over normal. decades yeah. um and so so there is a normal progression a normal of progression of changing that. of yeah. your feet so what since we have a few more uh minutes and by the way guys our line our phone lines are are open um we have a few more minutes before we wrap so if you want to squeeze in one more question we might have a little time um what would you give to the listeners as just your recommendations for just general foot hygiene we always talk about like how do you just how do you care for your feet and what kind of recommendations do you have for foot hygiene? We know you've said before, if the feet don't smell good, that's because they need to be deodorized. That's about usually sweat, right? Well, you know, yes. Perspiration. And- the one thing I would say is um, to do a real visual exam every day. Look at, a lo- look at them. Because a lot of times we are so busy, we will look at our face as we get dressed and we kind of just rush and throw socks, shoes, whatever, and expect them to function without looking. And I would say that's going to be the biggest thing, especially for those of, that are suffering from any type of neuropathic problem, whether you're diabetic or have back problems or anything that can cause a, a desensitized foot to do a visual exam. But for those who um, don't have any type of neurological problems, Again, the take-home message always is if it hurts, look at it. Pay attention to it and don't assume that it should go away, it's normal, I'm getting older, or whatever reason we give ourselves to excuse away pain. Well, it's interesting because, you know, you say take a look at it, and I think how often do we as people tend to, we pay attention to stuff that we think other people are going to see or other people are going to pay attention to, right? So, you know, if you don't think somebody's going to see your feet, 
then you might not pay attention to it. Absolutely. But you are going to pay attention. Oh, the minute that pimple starts to come up around the, the edges of your face or whatever, we are losing our minds. But for those things that we feel like other people aren't going to see, then we might not pay as much attention or we may be a lot more permissive in allowing things that may not necessarily be normal or that may look unusual or that we might notice. But we don't really worry about it because nobody's going to see it. But or the if, minute you get that a, it, if you get a little cut on your foot or something, that could turn into something that serious, could turn into right? something. So not. address it. I mean, don't just ignore it. A cut on your foot. Or bug bite, you know how bug bites can get irritated, a blister, yeah. So here's a question. People who are, and it probably be less now than it was in the summer, but for people going barefoot, what <laughs> kinds of... See, this is important. What I'm just you, laughing because she say, almost hit the floor when you said barefoot. What would you like say it's a sin, man. to people who... Um, who are barefoot, and we just, you know, we got about a barefoot minute Barefoot where? In their homes? Where you? No, barefoot outside. outside. Barefoot outside. Well, you if know she's going to say to this. Because barefoot even in ask? your home is different. Why even ask? But if you're barefoot outside, and a lot of people are barefoot outside. Yeah, and that, you know, I don't necessarily cringe at going outside barefoot. I'm sure I did that as a child. I don't remember. Um, but I'm not, I guess unopposed to you getting dirty if that makes sense Mm -hmm. but if you have any types of cuts or open wounds or anything like that then it doesn't make sense to go outside because you're setting yourself up for you could get a cut from going outside barefoot you can't get a cut or go into a lake or something if you well i don't want now that no but that's why i asked where yeah that's why i asked where if it's outside and then you know how clean your outdoors are right Yeah, if you know what your driveway looks like, then go for it. I personally don't, and I don't recommend it. Be careful. And on that happy note, thank you so much, Dr. Thomas, for coming in. Southern Remedy for Women is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Think Radio. It is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and by generous support from the MPB Foundation. Today's show was engineered by Jay White, our call screener, Jared Hallman. For Dr. Michelle Owens, for Dr. Allie Brown, I'm Karen Brown. Join us next Friday at 11 for the next Southern Remedy for Women. And stay tuned. NPR's Here and Now is next on MPB Think Radio.